Well, I'm sorry this one was so unfunny. I think I think our audience will forgive us. Please forgive us, audience. Please forgive us. We'll find it's the coming funny back again. right now. Keep listening. If only one of your ears are bleeding, please keep listening to us. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought it would be a lot sooner than episode 10 that we'd be begging our audience to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. the fact that we made it all the way to episode 10 that's a miracle man we did it baby <laughs> welcome back everyone to jane jay lose the plot a podcast about two friends just hanging out having a good time i'm josh and i'm joel and this week we're reviewing the hunt for the wilder people yeah we kind of chose this episode together because we yeah. wanted to kind of put it back to back with another episode we wanted to do, which was Jojo Rabbit. And that mm-hmm. movie came out October 18th. But unfortunately, we can't find any showings at any of the movie theaters around us. Yeah. So we're just going to do this one. And then when we can both go see Jojo Rabbit, we'll put out a uh, an episode for that. Yeah. But for now, we're going we're gonna to be talking about Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen this movie before, Joel. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. The, hmm. um, have you? No, this is the first time. Okay. So so what were, were your, your first impressions then? I had no idea what it was about. I actually hadn't really heard of it. Um, I had it on my list because I like... Is it Taika or Taika? Ta- Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. Yeah, I, I like him. Mm-hmm. So I had it on my list, but I hadn't watched it. So we watched it, and it was quite delightful. Yeah. I, Probably one of my top movies now. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is definitely one of my favorite new up-and-coming directors. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say new and up-and-coming directors when he's no, directed he's, he's a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely climbing up there to be one of my favorite directors. So I was mm-hmm. pretty excited when we had decided to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and I find like between... What we do in the shadows, this one mm-hmm. and Thor Ragnarok, like you can all tell they have elements of him in it, right? But they don't they don't feel like the same movie. Like they don't like they're very different. Yes. And, and, okay. So I but, actually, like the, some of the humor and stuff is 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 very similar to all three. So I, I think yeah. that I actually know why. Right. Um. But I think first I'm gonna uh give a, d- a brief description of the movie for those who haven't seen it. Sure. Um, but I will say, if you have not seen this movie, we are going to yeah. be talking spoilers, and I would highly suggest you just stop the podcast, stop go watch, watch the, the movie. movie, and then come back mm-hmm. because yeah. this movie is a is highly recommended by me, and I assume you now, Joel. Uh, yes, and I and I think that going into it blind and watching the movie in its entirety is a much better experience than listening to the two of us talk about it for an hour. Yep. So agreed. Um, okay, so pause it and go watch it. Um, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I'm going to do a quick description. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome back. Now you've watched it. Yeah, welcome back. And description. Uh, so we have a misunderstood foster kid and his foster uncle find themselves the subject of a manhunt as they run through the wilderness of New Zealand. Together, they learn to survive, grieve, and become family as they become the Wilder people. Beautiful. Um yeah, so this this movie really caught me off guard by how touching mm-hmm. and emotional and just great it was. Yeah, and it it hooked me like 
right off like one of the first scenes too like it opens really slow so you're kind of just like oh yeah nice mm-hmm. nice vistas and stuff and then like the very first scene with bella interacting with the cop and the kid kind of just like walking around and he walks right back in the car like i was just yeah. like oh, i'm gonna like this movie like it's just i don't know it was just the way like so little was said but so much was right revealed yeah, the- that i don't know like it just felt i don't know it felt like okay well it's clearly well done so i'm gonna yeah, they, they kind of introduce the characters in a very charismatic, fun way. All of them, really, because and mm-hmm. I, I think I think yep. that's just that just has to do with the characters being likable and written well and acted well as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I, yes. I hold on. I'm just trying to think of how I can fit well in one more time. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, they they were really well done characters. There, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> so th- this was Julian Dennison who was playing Ricky Baker, and I thought he was amazing. Right. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I had yeah, really good when character. I watched this movie, I had never heard of him before. I this I assume this was like his first or one of his nope. first roles. And then um, the Probably, only yeah. other thing I've seen him in was the Dead Deadpool sequel. Oh, I have not seen that yet. Yeah, it was uh, good. But that's, yeah, that's mm. probably for another discussion. Uh, yeah, I thought that he mm-hmm. was very funny. He was very emotional when he had to be. Without being too blatant about it, he had this kind of yes. uh, innocent charm. I think all right. of, all the characters were yeah. really good. Like, very very emotional, but yeah. just enough. Th- there was never really any moments where he was breaking down or crying or kind of like those yeah, and I think the only time we had a real extreme emotion was when spoiler alert, Bella dies, and Heck is like losing it, and it's that's kind of like well, yeah. that's what would happen. Like he just lost his one person, so he is gonna right. freak out a bit. I mean, he the the kid, um, Ricky really doesn't do that at any point, even when he's like talking no. about uh, his friend that died. His friend. In the foster care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's talking as if he was a kid, right? They 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 understand yeah. the concept of death, but it's kind of a little bit weird and foreign to them. So, you know, mm-hmm. they they they're able to kind of balance this innocence and humor and grief uh in this kind yeah. of comedic tragedy is, is the best way to, to describe this yeah. movie. Yeah, well I think too they, they really wanted him to be more like heck needed him to kind of like open himself right. like open him up. So I think in this way Ricky was kind of more mature than heck like emotionally and I think they played that right. pretty well that like like heck just chose to shut him off and right. shut off and Ricky kind of stayed constant. He learned obviously some stuff from heck but I think emotionally I think he was the most consistent. Right. And and we kind of learned that they're they've they've both kind of had pretty rough upbringings. Um, upbringings yeah hector hector uh was in prison for a while for manslaughter he accidentally killed somebody and hector uh, ricky's been in the foster care for his entire life he never knew his father and Mm -hmm. the only memory he or the only thing he knows about his mom is is this picture that he has and she gave him up when when she was very young so Mm -hmm. we we know that they both kind of have these things that they're dealing with but it's it's a, yeah. a really fun kind of twist that um, Ricky is the one that's be you know able to deal with his emotions better than Hector. Yeah, well, it's like it, like Bella 
teaches Ricky, we get a little montage, and then right. Ricky teaches Heck. Like it's like a perfect trifecta. Yeah, and and I mean, I feel like we kind of had like we feel like Ricky has those kind of kind of has that in him already. He just needs to be kind of opened up by Bella. Yes. And yeah, yeah that yeah, that exactly. opening montage was just so great, and and they they kind oh, of so good give you this false sense of hope, and, and you know they're you're happy that things are kind of looking up for Ricky and you know, his new foster mother. And then it's just ripped away from you right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. So, so what was your favorite scene? Ooh, I really liked there. There was a couple of shots that I really liked and there were a couple of scenes that I really liked too. Mm -hmm. Um, scenes i think yeah. that i really liked when heck and ricky were fighting the boar in the forest i thought yeah. that was amazing because mm-hmm. heck was talking to him and kind of downplaying his ability to survive uh, like moments before this yeah. happened you know he's talking about how you yeah. know he can't do this on his own he he doesn't have the strength or the oh, what do they call it in the movie the um the knack, the knack. right and then yeah, Heck is kind of pinned down by this boar and he's moments away from dying and he Ricky jumps down and shoots the, the boar and, and saves him. Like I thought that was so yeah. such yeah. a powerful moment. And then after that, mm-hmm. uh, Heck has to kind of uh, put down his dog who is injured, right? So it's just kind of this like really emotional scene. And and both both emotional and powerful. Yeah. You you kind of give this moment for Hector to grow by showing that Ricky already has, yeah. and together they can work together and do this thing. Yeah, exactly. And I find they have a good way of doing like a like a pretty emotional scene and then cutting it with like a pretty yeah. light well, scene afterwards. <laughs> I um, mean, like like because after the pig, it was the sand. This the right, the crazy and and then right? after. Bella dies. You cut straight to the fear. Yeah, Taika Waititi playing the the priest at the funeral, which is which is a true story. Yeah, hey? which uh, that one actually, that happened to Taika Waititi. It? So he used it in the movie. He said, "Oh, he he knew he had to get that moment exactly right. Like it actually happened. So he played right. the priest." So that's gonna. I was actually gonna say that's probably for me the 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 priest scene is probably if I had to pick a scene that was my least favorite was that one because it felt I. It was Bella's death and then that scene, and I feel like it was too harsh of a jump. If I could be like just a right. little critic, but even at that, it still worked for me. But it was, I think, because I didn't really understand. But for it to happen to him, it makes sense right. to put it in the movie. I I think another thing too. So this is something I, I actually really wanted to talk about. Um, this yep. is kind of the theme for me that's in all of Taika Waititi's movies is this getting mm-hmm. through grief by humor. Every single right. one of his movies has elements of this from what I've seen. Um, right. The first yeah. movie I saw by him was actually Hunt for the Wilder People. And then I saw Thor right. Ragnarok. And when I realized it was the same director, I knew mm-hmm. I had to go and look up all of his other movies. So I Watch watched a of bunch of his movies. And they're, yeah. they all have these same themes where there's a lot of tragedy but he kind of mm-hmm. makes it a comedy instead where it would normally be this really sad yeah. emotional moment he he almost undermines it with comedy to deal with it mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, which is which no, is like great. So in in this movie, you have the the mm-hmm. death of of Bella, and then you also have the grief of Ricky not having any parents and being on the run, and like every moment mm-hmm. that's tragic and, and emotional is then kind of made fun of and teased and and shown that you don't have to take it yeah seriously all the time like there there's there's comedy and there's love and life in every single moment of everything you do even those sad moments right which i absolutely love and then yeah. thor ragnarok does the same thing uh thor in that movie mm-hmm. loses everything he loses mjolnir he yeah. loses his dad he loses all of asgard yeah spoiler alert spoiler by the way. for a movie that <laughs> another movie years ago but so, so he loses everything in that movie, and it's still yeah. kind of undercut by this um, this humor to kind of make those moments lighthearted. You do get those emotional beats, and then afterwards, it's kind of made fun of and and made light of. Uh, yeah, yeah. One yeah, one of my, f- yeah, it's it's definitely a good way to like to, I don't know, keep the the tone of the movie kind of like if you want to insert comedies it doesn't yeah. like spike all the time it's kind of like a nice a nice yeah, ride the it, whole time it feels like this is a very therapeutic thing for him to kind of deal with his emotions mm-hmm. through this type of comedy too and i i really relate to that cuz i also do that a lot where i kind of use comedy yes, and humor to like distract from those like bad moments and sad things that are happening. So mm-hmm. like I, I really relate to a lot of Taika Waititi's movies because of that. Uh, one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. by him yeah. is called Boy, and it's about these it's about these right, three kids that. who are kind of mm-hmm. left abandoned. They their mother dies and then their father walks out on them. It's about them dealing with their father coming back. At the beginning of the movie, you you have like all of these comedic moments of what they think that their father is actually out there doing. Like, oh, this is the reason yeah. he's gone. Like, he's out here saving lives. Or no, he's got this music career. Right. Well, okay. So going back to, to Wilder People, um, I mm-hmm. think that I also really love the dry humor in it too. It has that like... yeah. Well, I feel like most cultures, aside from North America, have a really yeah. good handle on dry yeah, humor. Yeah, it feels like New Zealand kind of has that dry British witty humor. Yeah. It's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, I don't know, it's like, they're not trying too hard, it feels like, but it, it just, it got yeah, so many laughs Yeah, it really did. Yeah. And, yeah. and not to mention, this this movie was Tickles beautiful. the right way. It was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, New Zealand oh my God, it was so the the. The scenes like were, were beautiful. They were shot beautifully. Um, like one mm-hmm. one shot that sticks with me is when they're in the forest and it's kind of like a montage of what's been going on and the camera is just panning yeah. and it's all one camera movement. And as the camera pans, we see new characters and what they're doing. I, I Oh, really, yeah, that scene was cool. Uh, it was during the winter, eh? I think. Yeah. It was like the cops chasing them. It, I thought that was really yeah, clever. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The score was really good too. Like it really undertoned, like really undercut the, uh, or really made. Yeah, the it kind of clear. lifted it without you know calling yeah. too much attention to it. It was. I thought it was also really great. Yeah, and I think the only time I really noticed it was when Cinnamon came on, and I was because like, I I like I knew, right. Yeah, I know that song, so it kind of came on, and I was like, oh right, this <laughs> music. Like it, it felt yeah. so part of the movie that you almost didn't notice it. 
and then and then like that one came on but it was a very like high high action kind of like that's when i think that's actually when the scene you said like uh when the, the montage yeah i think of them i think it was around. that scene yeah so yeah. yeah i thought this was really great i think sam neill was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. in this movie um mm-hmm. I, I don't yep. i haven't seen him in much like no yeah, because I was trying to think like yeah. the last time I saw him. He had a cam- like, He had a cameo in Thor Ragnarok as well. Yeah, he oh, was. Really? It was uh, okay. when Loki is in is in charge of Asgard and he's pretending to be Odin. I think Sam Neill oh, okay. is is playing Odin like in a play. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can remember. I think I think Matt Damon yeah. is. Playing I really liked Loki. how they did the chapter thing too. Yeah. 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 He is. So. Yeah, the the chapter thing too. It it felt like a book, which which this is based off of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because like it, it it like it's 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 kind of silly in a way because like you're watching a movie, so it's weird to mm-hmm. see the chapter titles come up. But it's also nice in a way to be like, I don't know. It's like oh, that scene is over. We're starting to kind of like like time has passed. It feels like like it's almost like letting you know. Yeah. That, like we're yeah, doing it, a new thing. I don't know, it did kind of feel really like good. time had passed because the. The movie does take mm-hmm. place over a few months, and they tell you that by yeah. context clues and um, the weather changing, and I think that the chapters mm-hmm. just kind of add to that. It's just kind of another element of like, oh, okay, so this is like another kind of moment in this yeah. story, which I, I really, yeah, yeah, I really no, like that really as nice. well. Yeah. And then I think my my, my favorite thing from the um, Ricky anyway was when he saw the girl on the horse and it was like layered layered reactions like we just kept cutting back to him and yes. had like a slightly different <laughs> reaction and then he had one where like his mouth was open and he was kind of like shaking it was so I don't know there was something about his yeah. face that was so good he was really great yeah. at those like subtle reactions like he yeah he I yeah. thought that he was so great yeah, really in this movie good. um mm-hmm. I was actually pretty shocked to at the end of the movie when well not shocked but kind of pleasantly surprised that he ended up staying with the girl and his bro- her brother yeah yeah I, I was actually like three quarters of the movie and i was like yeah i gotta end this that i'm not gonna like feel shitty but they ended up like really nice i mean like you know everyone kind of did their thing and then they kind of ended up together with right. a, a nice goal it was just like i don't know it was such a nice ending compared to a lot of other things. Like I figured, I figured Heck was gonna die mm-hmm. and like teach him a lesson, and it was gonna be very like you know traditional or or I guess stereotypical. But they really kind of right. I don't and know. and for for a movie that had such nice. a strong message and a great story, the story itself not mm-hmm. really much. Like a lot of things happened, but there was not. Yeah, well, it's definitely just just character development. Like there's not really right. much that happens. But it was really just about great characters. The plot is almost like the setting, right? The the, the whole thing yeah. is they're on a run mm-hmm. and there's a manhunt after them chasing them. That's really the whole mm-hmm. entire story, and that's kind of the the setting yeah. of it too. Is they're they're on the run in this forest, and it's just about the yeah. two of them kind of bonding and learning how to survive and survive. love each other and also grieve, which I thought was great. I, I love the use of the haikus. Yeah as like that that tool mm-hmm. for grief yeah, that was cute. and uh what a great yeah. payoff at the end with with hector after he yeah. uh gets you know gets mm-hmm. released from prison so he great. learns to read a little bit yeah mm-hmm. yeah everything yeah. was just nicely wrapped up and I, when it ended too i was like 
Man, that was kind of like up, but yeah, kind of yeah. better. Because <laughs> I, that's all I could think of. I was like, oh man, this was like, I was like, wait, I, I've kind of had this story before. It, I was like, it's, it's up. But like, I don't know, this one just, it spoke to me so much more than. Even even how the did. first 10 minutes of the movie were about you falling in love with this mother character and her, her you know, mm-hmm. dying. And then, and then the rest of the movie is yeah. about the grief and getting over that learning to kind of celebrate them rather than mourning them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I think that that lesson, going back to what you were talking about for the funeral scene, I think that scene kind of helps yeah. that they celebrated her rather mm-hmm. than mourned her. Uh, they said yeah, there was absolutely. a couple of lines that kind of, um, you know, played to that with, uh, I think, Heck, a, f- a couple of times says, you know, Bella would have loved this. She would have had a lot of fun on this adventure. And then even yeah. down to Ricky bringing her ashes to the lake and spreading them yeah. in, in the lake. I, I thought that her coming along for that adventure yeah. Yeah, was you really could, great. You could tell Heck would like enjoy that too. Right. Yeah, I know for sure. And uh, it does kind of parallel too with that up uh, comparison because mm-hmm. Ellie, the the you know, Carl's wife who dies yeah. at the beginning of up, she's kind of represented as the house, right? He's taking yeah. the house wherever he goes and then learns mm-hmm. to kind of let go of the house and let go of, go of Ellie and realize that there's new things that are in his life that matter more. That yeah. He can kind of yeah. Celebrate. So same. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought that this was like the, pr- and there was dogs. And yeah. And they were, uh, some, some dogs too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Those dogs were so cute too. They were spoiled. Uh, yeah. When spoiler, when Zig died, I was just like, oh, movie. You, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gruesome. You gotta do this like, to me, like, movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that is the scene where they they spread Bella's ashes. So it was kind of like this. Yeah. Double true. punch of this emotional moment, mm-hmm. and there's not really a lot of comedy there. No. So we do. Well, when does the when does Sam the Bushman come up? I I think no, I th- it's a little bit after that. I believe like we do get comedy yeah. after, but it's not like it's not it's not like this this emotional moment is a setup to a punchline or like a setup to a really f- like jumping to a funny thing like the funeral yeah. was. Uh, You're right because it yeah we get the thing and then it cuts to the montage yeah yeah so it's I yeah I thought overall this was but then after the montage this is Sam yeah, yeah. okay. So it's kind of like it, it, it lets you linger on that. Yeah, yeah, and and that really but felt like really the well. goodbye to Bella, where the beginning didn't. Mm-hmm. Right, we yeah. do see her death, yeah, exactly. but we don't really say goodbye to her no. until and Heck that. leaves halfway through the funeral anyway. So, so, yeah. So, so this movie has the lowest budget of any movie we've talked about on the podcast so far. Really, I wonder if the actors then like just did it out of. Like a lower wage, because like it seems like they have some pretty good names. Yeah, yeah, they have Sam Neil. Well, that's guess, pretty much yeah. it, though. I think. Yeah, well, the, the guy, the, like crazy. I guess the um, Bushman Sam is the guy, the werewolf from. Um, right. What we do in the shadows, but and, I guess he's not super well known, and he's only like a cameo for a little right. bit. Right, and like the hunters and the social, like the child uh, service worker. They were all, mm-hmm. they were in, I think, every one of Taika Waititi's movies. Right. Um, do you remember the woman from Thor Ragnarok that's with uh, Jeff Goldblum's character? Yeah. She kind of. Oh, that's, a, that's the child worker. Right. And she, yeah. she's also like the 
she's also the main character's sister in uh, uh, Eagle versus Shark. So okay. like she, I didn't see that one. Yeah. yeah, that that one was weird. It's like a Napoleon Dynamite type of movie, oh, okay. but it again also kind yeah. of has those like uh, comedy through tragedy the, uh, yeah. moments too. So I I couldn't believe it. Two point five million dollar budget. That's so tiny. Hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no. We don't know how much it made. Right. right. Well, it, we do know how much it made. Oh, okay. The box office so was. Is it a Netflix original or no? It's no, no, no. This was in theaters. Yeah. Hmm. This made uh, twenty three point two million. Really, only yeah. that. But I guess I didn't know about it either. But that so. is a twenty million dollar, over twenty million dollar profit, if you think yes, about it, because because the the yeah. budget itself was so low, right? So yeah, exactly. And it was probably a limited release, so it probably expected around then, and it got it. Yeah, so. and I think that this was one of those movies, kind of like Jojo Rabbit, where it was released early, and a lot of these, uh, uh, brain fart. Yeah, one of those brain farts. Hmm. Film festivals. Oh. Audience won't. Oh, oh, there you go. Phew, got it. I, I don't know <laughs> what's wrong with me, Joel. I, I do this. That's I right. do this all time, all the time. I have like well, something I need to say, I mean, I just, and then I just did it earlier. I was like, let's talk about this movie again, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, true. Right. It's just one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a Monday. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Thanks, Garfield. Where's my lasagna? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's pretty interesting. I think uh, it does it does make sense. There's not a lot of sets. Like mm-hmm. it's well, they're just filming nature, right? It's just in nature. They probably just found a cabin in you know whatever woods they were at. The mm-hmm. they could have found like a a cheap house or rented a place to to film the house in yeah. like it's you probably didn't have um didn't need much of a budget and i don't think that it suffers in any way because of that no gosh no that's like no mm-hmm. i mean the only i think the only thing that could have possibly been better was the boar cg yeah but the boar and the bird yeah i think the bird was fine. it was like, fine it the job. yeah like i same with the boar yeah, I, I don't think that it was it didn't take me out of the movie mm. by any means no I think I think that's the boar was the f- first time that I went. What was like it, it kind of like it did a little bit jarring, right? But um, I think the bird was kind of covered by branches, so I didn't. And there was no interaction with humans; mm. it just kind of just flew by. Yeah. But the boar, like when it interacted and stuff, it just felt a bit out of place. Yeah. But I mean, eh, it didn't really like do anything. It's just if they had a bit more money, maybe they could have done. A yeah, better. that's fair. No, that's fair. But yeah, all in all, I uh, I would definitely highly recommend this movie. Sixteen thumbs up. Sixteen thumbs up. Boom, boom, boom. The highest rating in JJ history. Wow, that is that is the you know yep. I think this is definitely the best movie we've we've reviewed on the podcast. I think so. so far. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because yeah, I, I immediately like like I was heading home today. I was like, I could watch that again. Yeah, like I just it just felt so satisfying to watch because it, it, it just finished like it just started and finished so nicely and it didn't leave you with like bad feelings mm-hmm. and nothing pissed me off there was no character changes that didn't make sense right and the world didn't happen like it's just so many things that are pet mm-hmm. peeves that didn't happen yeah and and you know the character relationships were super great too like yeah, like good. ricky and the uncle ricky and aunt bella the like uh mm-hmm. the the social worker and the police officer their dynamic mm-hmm. together was hilarious um yeah 
Heck's relationship with those hunters, like every single one, mm-hmm. kind of worked together like, so well. Yeah. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. that definitely has to do with the and writing the, and the the acting. Yeah, and when the dad comes in, when he's talking to the girl, and the dad just comes in, I was like, it was like the last thing I was expecting. So it was just kind of a fun. Yeah. Like he was, I'm guessing drunk, but he was like, just loving it. Yeah, just that. That was so great. Yeah. So okay. So we both recommend this movie. Um, Highly. Before mm-hmm. we move on, I do want to just bring up. We put out a question on our Facebook and Twitter, and we try mm-hmm. to put out one every week, and we try to also answer them on the podcast every week. Yeah, but we goofed. It was too spooky. We couldn't we, do it. It was just too spooky. It was just too spooky. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, yeah. everybody. I think we also got a little bit carried away with our uh, our Halloween episode and our guests and everything that we just completely forgot about going and answering your guys's questions so yeah um, yeah we're gonna do that right now um right now so we three two one we asked you guys who your favorite modern filmmaker was and what uh was your favorite project that they've worked on and we've got a we got quite a few answers um Mm -hmm. we have uh Jeff coming in saying that he likes Martin Scorsese and his favorite project by him is Goodfellas, which is nice. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. We have Chloe Mole coming in talking about uh, Clint Eastwood and Edgar Wright, but she thinks that Edgar Wright mm-hmm. just uh, outweighs Clint Eastwood as her favorite. And I, I have to agree with Chloe. I think, Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors for sure. Yeah. Um, she goes and she talks about hot fuzz and baby driver and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his use of the camera as its own character and, you know, the su- stunning cinematography and the comedy and everything. Now, all are all the Simon Pegg movies kind of Edgar Wright? Uh, yeah. Or that kind it, of are, family. Is that yeah. Not? He, that, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, a, like Shaun of the dead and yeah. 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 End of the world and whatnot, hot mm-hmm. fuzz. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Austin Dowhan says Martin McDowell, and his favorite is In Bruges. Um, mm-hmm. He also likes Three Billboards Outside of Eben- Ebbing's Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a smart thriller that's pretty concise. Mm-hmm. Um, In Bruges is also such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend that was obsessed with it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, th- so I'm actually uh, pretty good friends with Austin, who just commented, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the one. Who, hi, Austin. Hi, Austin. You better be listening, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he he's actually the one who showed me in Bruges, and he right. he had just discovered it recently, and he told me that if he had watched this movie in high school, this would have been his movie in high school, like. I feel like right. everybody had the movie. Yeah, I feel like everybody had that movie when they were yeah. younger that they were just like absolutely obsessed with. Like Yeah. I What was yours? Uh Inception, for sure. Mm-hmm. I lo- I had uh Clockwork Orange, oh. which speaks to my personality, I guess, because <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. It is a very good movie though. <laughs> yeah. In in little Joel's defense. Yes, yeah, true. Um but yeah, for for me it was it was Inception in high school. Mm-hmm. I would go back and mm-hmm. rewatch it. Just to kind of get those hits. Because Josh is a baby, everybody. Listen, that that was two thousand and oh, that was two thousand and ten. He's a little baby, Joel. That's good. You're working off that baby fat right Thank now. Thank you. 
Um, and then we have Eric who comments, uh, Dennis Villanova is his favorite, uh, modern director. Ooh, haven't heard that one. Uh, you've probably seen, oh, Arrival. yeah, Arri- you've probably seen Arrival. Yeah. Sicario is also very great. Um, he's also done, he also did, uh, Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner sequel. Ah, yeah. Which was, I've, I've been meaning to watch like the old one and the new one like together and right. I haven't done that and I'm. Kicking myself still. Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner is absolutely visually stunning. Like it is mm, absolutely heard, yeah. beautiful. Well, the old one was pretty bright, right. pretty too. Like so, they probably fit um, right next to each other. And and the sound design in that movie is my favorite thing about it. Seeing that movie yeah, in okay. theaters was absolutely amazing. They mm-hmm. they they blended it. They blended the the sound effects and the music together in that movie. Right. So like. You would have a spaceship fly by you, and the buzz of the spaceship would slowly like transition into the hum of the score. Like oh, that's they cool. they really kind of connected everything together, and and I thought it yeah, was that's cool. so well done. And mm-hmm. uh, Eric also mentions that uh, he's going to be doing the new Dune movie, which oh, I'm actually very excited for that because I've always wanted to get into Dune. right. But I haven't. I, I think I read one, uh, like one of the books or some of the. Yeah, books me and my friend actually were just talking about uh, starting to to read those, like so. getting into yeah. it. Yeah, and then I think I was gonna watch the movie, but I think my brother in law said like, "Don't even like, don't you dare ruin the that IP." Oh with, wow! Like that trash, and I was just like, "Okay, well." So I just I haven't really gotten into it, but it's one of the problems. Right. That I'm like, I need to get more. So hopefully, this movie kind of like does that. Yeah, it's poo poo. Yeah, but if you guys want to uh, weigh in on some of these questions, you can head over to J and J Lose the Plot on Facebook or JJ Lose the Plot on Twitter. Uh, we'd love mm. to hear from you guys, so check us out there. Yeah, uh, what a- and maybe even suggest uh, like some of your favorite movies. Maybe we'll start. Uh, yeah, doing some fancy. Yeah, missions. that would be great. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, who's your favorite modern filmmaker? Would you say? Oof, oof. Um, I mean, Watiti is probably ru- risen up there pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, his, like, you know, those three, um, what we do in the shadows, Thor, Ragnarok, and Rock, and, um, this now. Hunt for older yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but I think Edgar Wright, I mean, what, what, like, do they count as upcoming anymore? Cause, like, I feel like. I don't think Edgar Wright those, would. <laughs> yeah. Cause, they, they, but even Watiti, like, it's been around for a, a bit now. Right. Um, yeah. Take it with TT is. I feel like if Taika Waititi hadn't done Thor Ragnarok, I would still say he's up and coming because every right. other, every single one of his other movies were low budget, like passion projects that he's worked on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Thor Ragnarok really kind of pulled him up where I feel like Edgar Wright's kind of climbed to this status of... Yeah, he's, he's been settled yeah. in like basically... I'll watch pretty much all his, like every movie that comes mm-hmm. out if I see it. Um, but I'm gonna go with Titi anyway because yeah. I can't really think of anybody, anybody else right now. Plus, I'm not—I don't know—I never really like get into the director's names. Like, it never is something that I look That's for fair. until I, I I realize like a four or five movies, and then I'm like, wait a second, this feels like the same. Right. And then I look, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I would agree with you though. I think Edgar Wright, Taika Waititi is climbing up there for me, and then also David Fincher is great. Um, mm-hmm. he's Which one's he's done? done Fight Club, Seven, Zodiac, right. Social Network, Gone Girl. But again, that 
would it be upcoming? Because those are old movies. No, I, I wouldn't say he's like, up and coming, I, I, but he's he's still the a modern filmmaker, oh, okay. right? Yeah. Oh, I see. Modern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anybody who's yeah, like yeah, still yeah. actively making movies today, like yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't go. call George Lucas a modern filmmaker because he hasn't made m- yes. movies in like quite some time. So I feel like he, well, he hasn't. He, what is it? He directed like the first Star Wars and then the prequels, but he never he never directed too many. No, right? he he directed A New Hope, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came back for Jedi. No, no, Irvin Kershner and him, I think, shared Jedi. And then he directed yeah. the prequels. But he mm-hmm. also did, yes. like, this awful animated movie musical. Oh. This awful, like, jukebox oh. animated movie. I, I don't know if he directed it or if he was just the visionary behind it. Right. I'm going to have to look mm-hmm. this up because it's real bad. But in the meantime, um, yeah, yeah he, he David Fincher is one of my favorite. And then also Robert Zemeckis. But I, I think that Robert Zemeckis also isn't making movies as much anymore, so it's hard to say right. him. But uh, yeah, hmm. Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, you know. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me, let mm. me put up this. I think it was called Strange Magic. That's what it was called. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. Wait, I think I know. It was Beyonce, right? Um, was it? Let me pull up the no. Let me pull up the guess. It's a... Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of no. the other one. The, okay, so we had Evan Rachel Wood. I'm thinking the other nature one with the fairy with Beyonce. Oh, that was, epic. was the other one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. But not like you're not saying to the audience that it was good. It was called epic, which yeah. in no way means <laughs> yes. We it liked, was. Well, it itself like it anyway. was not epic. <laughs> no. Um. No. Yeah. Strange Magic. I didn't watch Strange Magic. I think I started it and I was like, eh. oh, this yep. might be a movie we have to to circle back mm. to on this podcast, Joel. I really no, think I, I really think there's gonna be lots of comedy behind this one. Yeah, but see, I like having people listen to us <laughs> instead of shutting off our episode. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm just looking at these. I want to. Okay, yeah. let let me. I want to know what songs they use in this movie. I mean, let's let's leave it because maybe we will make an episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm looking at the list now, and I really think we should do this. <laughs> oh god Joel oh boy <laughs> do you do you have any news I'm just gonna oh pull you away from this thing yeah, do you have any news you want yeah let's about? move on Spider-Verse is uh, got, come, getting a sequel yep that's what I, that's what I had up yeah. to 2020 2020, 2020 oh my god 2022 that's hard to say 2022 Boise's 2022 2022 I'm very uh, excited for this yeah one of my f- I'm very excited I'm very sc- I'm scared yeah that it won't live up to the hype. Yeah, I because I, I wasn't expecting anything from Into the Spider Verse. Like I hardly was following the production right. of it and stuff until I saw the first visual and I was like, okay. And then the story was amazing, right. so it was kind of like double whammy. Whereas this one, like, I'm scared, but yeah, I mean, it'll still be they, good. It just won't have the same. Effect. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna have that punch. That like, yeah, and that really shocked. Like, it really shocked. Me. I don't know how much it was outside the animation industry. But it it basically like stopped the animation industry for it's a few days, fantastic. just so we could talk about it. Like everyone got together on a barge and just talked about the movie. All that honestly died. Like you're joking, but that really is what it felt like. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. not very often like, that everybody you would not hear anything else. It's it, yeah, it's not very often that everybody in this in the industry comes together and talks about one thing and agrees on that one thing. Like mm-hmm. you can 
take another very successful movie like Frozen and talk about, mm-hmm. you know, talk about it with, with people in the industry. And it's very divided whether they liked it or disliked it. Mm-hmm. But this movie was yeah. like unanimously amazing. Visually mm-hmm. amazing. The story was great. It's just so the well, I think it was one of the first movies to really like hit visually audio and like story. Like it was just all like almost groundbreaking. All of yeah, because it's one of the first superhero movies that has multiple superheroes that are introduced in that movie to be good. Yeah, it was, doesn't happen the very. Animation often. was one of the first animated movies that wasn't for children. Like it, it was still for kids, but it you could it was much more mature. Right. And the the songs were all like. Oh. made for the movie and very good yeah. well, I don't know if we're made for the movie but at least a lot of them were well. yeah. yeah a lot of them definitely were so yeah it that yeah. that is honestly like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is becoming one of my favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. I think yeah. I've watched that movie more times than I've watched Multiple most times. movies yeah like yeah. you and I I've, alone like, have I've, watched that I've, movie I've, together yeah. like you know like three or four yeah times. yeah and then and then I've like like I have it on on YouTube, so I can frame by frame mm-hmm. it, like just to see like some of the stuff that's just amazing. Oh, fantastic! Anyway, from that from that, let's go to the worst opening of all time: Arctic Dogs. Yeah, and that's Woof. that's a little sad though to me because like it it doesn't look terrible; like it looks decent. Joel, I said woof. And, what do we have a thing for that? I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just wanted you to laugh at my joke. No, oh, ha 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 ha! Woof, because it's Arctic Dogs. Yeah. I get it. Now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought it was like you said the buzzword, and I thought somebody won a prize no. or something. I was like, no, we're doing that. You didn't talk to me yet. Congratulations, winner! You with the prize. Yeah. You said woof. Um. Um. Yeah. It. But yeah, I, I actually didn't know it was a thing until some people from my Facebook started posting about right. it because they either worked on it or a friend worked on it or a friend created it or. Or wrote it or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it had to have some kind of relation to that, and I had not heard mm-hmm. of it before. Yeah. The and then I went to the Cineplex site, which is our Canadian theater, and it had ads there. But I'm like, who goes here though? Like we mm-hmm. went there because we were trying to find Jojo Rabbit, but not a lot of people go to the site. <laughs> right. I-, I had never heard of this movie before, and nope. like looking at looking it up after the animation looks fun. Like it it looks like it's well done, but. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like this is just a movie that's really kind of flown under the radar and yeah, unfortunately escaped a lot of you know kind of mm-hmm. lost out on a on an audience. I mean, it sucks. It sucks because it it clearly was like somebody's love project. Right. Like it, you know, the people probably worked pretty hard to get it mm-hmm. out. But oh well, that's kind of the deal with movies, yeah. right? And and you know, I and I think I think it shows too, like people are pretty tired about talking animals. <laughs> like, it's just... Right. Like, Zootopia really shocked the world because they took it to a different level. But I feel like you need to have... Well, either Disney's marketing team to succeed right. on the talking animal thing or, like, something else. Like, maybe you build that up with a TV show first or you have, I don't know, big-name actors. I don't know. Yeah. I just that, think it, 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 it just wasn't the right climate for this movie. Yeah, that's very strange. I, I mm-hmm. wonder why. So, you know what, too? I, I, I really wish them luck with this movie mm-hmm. and yeah. and if you have you know kids that are you know really into movies and animation i would suggest going and taking them to go see this movie yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably like it probably have a couple last yeah at least. so it couldn't be any worse than food fight right oh boy yeah uh, moving on uh, 
Moving on. I think that was it for me for um, The only other small thing I have is Peyton Reed is returning for Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 or Ant-Man 3. Oh. I don't know how to... I don't know what that would be called now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's called Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 or Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Right. But then it's... I don't know. Or maybe they'll I just we'll call see. it Ant-Man and the Wasp subtitle. Do America. Ant-Man and the Wasp do America. Worldwide tour. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, uh, actually... Did you know that Edgar Wright was originally supposed to make the first Ant-Man movie? Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Oh, that would have worked really well, actually, because um, Rod, uh, Paul Rudd would probably fit in that humor very that well. That movie was in production for years. Yeah. It was supposed yeah. to come out before the first Iron Man movie came out. In Ooh. 2008, it was supposed to come out before that, which is insane. Edgar Wright had been attached to the project for years, and there was all this mm-hmm. like back and forth between them, and they could never really settle on an idea, and... It just got pushed and pushed and pushed, and then, hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, Peyton Reed is going to be returning. I think the Ant Man movies are really fun. I, I really have a lot of yeah. fun with them. Yeah. So I'm excited to see a new one. Neat. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously. Like they don't. Yeah. I don't know. They just kinda, and they're self-contained they're, movies, they're which fun. I love too. And there's yeah, I was just gonna say self-contained too. They're not. I mean, they still have some elements of of universe but you can just watch them alone you won't right and really and there's no end of the world event happening in ant-man which is yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. i love that yeah the, those I small know. just give me a small yeah. problem and they'll solve it yeah, yeah. so okay yeah. well i guess that'll oh, one second there's people revving their <laughs> arnold bikes so deep cut arnold bikes rum <laughs> <laughs> uh but i guess that'll do it for us this episode do you want do you want to know what you're watching yes i was just gonna ask you that next week i'm kind of scared of doing this one because i feel like the fans know more than us about it and we're probably gonna put it out and people are probably gonna just like just come after us oh no but we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna do the iron giant (gasps) oh my goodness yes i am so excited joel this is my favorite movie ever yeah, and let's get let's get some animated movies oh, in here. We're animators. Is, well, you are. Yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I you're just, in the just, in, you're I in just, the animation industry. Joel. I just sculpt the characters. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be good. I'm very excited. Perfect. Cool. I feel like we'll have to do some homework for this one. You think so? Because like people people will be like, "You didn't mention this thing," and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Oh, I'm very excited. This is gonna be good. Yeah. Well, perfect. Okay. All right. Well, you guys can catch us over at. J and J lose the plot on Facebook and JJ lose the plot on Twitter. Uh, we put out questions every week. We want you guys to answer them. And we also want to know what you guys think about the episode. So send us some yeah. feedback about what you think of. Tell us we suck. Yeah. Tell us we suck. That's fine. Mm. Or give us a good mm. review. Go on uh, Apple podcast and give us a pretty good review. That'd be, Five stars. That'd be cool. Five stars. Five stars. Um, oh. And yeah. then also tell us what you think about the movies too. We want to hear what you guys think about that. Yeah. And uh, before we leave, I also want to thank the Musical Ghost for the use of our theme song, Swing All Night and Day. And I'd like to thank you for listening with your face. I switched this. Yeah, I guess that's just this it This doesn't now. work anymore. Huh? Yeah. That's just our... I guess it... That's just our catchphrase. It'll change again. Yeah. Sorry for no consistency. That's okay. Okay, bye. Right. Bye! Bye!